Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of RealCom Live. Um, we are just days away from RealCom 2022 in Orlando. Got a few more sleepless nights to get all the details pulled together, but it is coming together, and it is promising to be an incredible event. Uh, exhibit floor sold out, expanded three times, not an inch left. Attendance coming in right up to the last minute. Um, people literally coming from all over the world again. And the uh, topics, the conversations, the technologies, the momentum is incredible. But we thought we'd sneak one more RealCom Live in before we hit the road. And then next week, we'll be coming to you from the show. We'll be doing two days of live broadcasting, almost eight hours a day. So you're going to get RealCom Live on steroids next week. But uh, the topic we wanted to bring up uh, before we shut down and move to Orlando was the idea of a smart building showcase. Uh, and, and it's an idea we came up with a number of years ago. And basically, the idea started probably in 2004 when we started going on tours where we took people in planes, over, mostly overseas to Asia and Europe, Middle East. Um, and we, we got them inside of buildings from Tokyo all the way to Singapore and Asia, Dubai, Abu Dhabi. And we started looking for smart buildings, smart campuses, smart districts. And the, what we really realized was you can talk about technology, you can get a demonstration of it, you can read a brochure, but when you see it in action, it makes all the difference in the world. And, and, and not only do you see it working, but you see it working with other technologies. You see how people are reacting to it. You see how the maintenance and the operations people have to deal with it. You can talk to these people firsthand. So it was from the tours that the idea came when let's start looking you know, we talk about technology on the exhibit floor, we talk about in the session rooms, but we need to bring the concept of a building project to the conference and be able to talk about it holistically as a whole project. So that was right around 2012. I think the first official year was 2013 that we started the showcases. I believe we've had 280 now uh, since we've started, which is a lot. 22 countries represented, as, you, as you'll hear in a little bit. And so today what we're going to talk about is... RealCom 2022 Smart Building Showcase, and no better people to talk, help me talk about it than Lisa Woods and Tina Danielson. Um, hello, ladies. How are you? Good morning. Hiya. Doing good. And uh, and I know Tina will blush a little bit, but Tina's been doing this for about eight years, and and Tina is one crazy smart smart building expert. Um, she's got experience now. How many years you've been doing the showcase, Tina? Uh, 2014, I think, was the first one. It's changed a lot since then. Wow. And I, re I can remember the early days when we were trying to define, you know, what is the smart building and what's the criteria? Right. We'll get into that in a little bit. But um, boy, have you come a long way and now you're bringing the projects to us. It used to always be, you know, Howard, myself, Lisa, other people throwing them at you. Boy, that's turned around and, and you're bringing us smart buildings and the network you've created of, of you know, the people that are building these is just phenomenal. Um, Lisa, before we get started on the details, I mean, you know, you're you're the one responsible for filling that exhibit floor each year. And this year, I think, what, 135 on the floor, another 40 sponsors. It's amazing to think that we're back to 175 vendors. But when you walk through that floor, you talk to these folks and they'll give you a demonstration, which is wonderful. But what happens when you go into a building and start looking at the technology and walking in those rooms? Um, how is it different? Well, I think 
you know, just from a just from the perspective of actually being in the project and being able to see behind the curtain and and taking a look at the at the different technologies that are um, you know that that are working together to bring you know to bring a solution to light and and to 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 really advance. Um, and, and solve a problem. So I think that um, that when you're walking the exhibit floor and you're talking to all of the different exhibitors and they've got their different products and their technologies and their solutions, you're looking at one thing at a time for the most part. I think mm-hmm. you're looking at one technology at a time, one one solution at a time. I think one of the unique things about the showcase that we do is we bring all of those things together, which you don't you don't normally get when you're just talking to that person that is responsible for that one piece. Right. So it brings a unique perspective and, uh, and 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 you really get a chance to see how all these things are integrated and how they all fit together uh, as pieces of the puzzle. And, uh, and I think that's really, really helpful. Yeah. And especially the front end stuff on the experiential side, you know, it's one thing to see it. It's another thing to see it in a demo. But when you see it working in a project and, and even more importantly, you see how people, tenants, occupants react to it. That's when you know it's either working or it's not. Right. Right. So, so Tina, you know, our criteria over the years has gotten more refined, right? I mean, first as a smart building, if you say it's a smart building, okay. But then all of a sudden we started developing lists and those lists developed into groups and categories. Why don't you give the audience a little understanding about the criteria that you look for when we're looking to find buildings to put into the showcase? Yeah, for sure. It, it does change almost every year because the technology changes. Um, and it also varies because, you know, a smart building is, might have slightly different criteria to qualify for the showcase than a full-scale portfolio. Those are two different animals, right? Uh, by the same token, a, you know, a revitalization, a, a smart retrofit of an older building, some of them quite old, um, could be really amazing, but that might not be the same criteria as a brand new build because that is going to have the intelligence kind of baked into the design from the beginning. Um, But having said that, what I can say about what we look for overall is really it starts with vision. We're going to look at a project and say the technology enables it. The the why and the who and the what is just as important because this is a learning experience for people at RealCom that, you know, how did you do this? What were the lessons learned? How did you pivot here? How did you find partnerships? You know, so the story is what's really most important, the vision. And probably the second thing is touching on what Lisa said, that you know, a single technology, no matter how wonderful it is, and there's a ton of them, um, is really as compelling as integrating those. That's the harder thing to do, right? Um, because it used to be just integrating energy systems and building systems, and now it has to integrate because of security with customer tenant user facing systems. So um, that story also, how you did that is, is valuable to our audience and to the world in general. So that's overall what we look for. Well, and, and I remember when we first started, you asked 100 people their definition of a smart building. You get 100 different answers, <laughs> right? And, mm-hmm. and, and the different things you can do to a building to make it smart are in the hundreds, if not thousands, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's everything from the back end, you know, the building automation systems, the, the energy management systems, like you mentioned, and, and the things that just make the building safer, run more efficiently, uh, more sustainable that, that in some cases people never see. Right. They're just they're hiding in the closets, if you will. Such a good point. I do want to say that I think the biggest trend right now is is towards what I think is what I think of as invisible technology. The less you see it, the more it's taking care of you. And that seems to be really the intuitive, seamless experience we keep talking about. It's been talked about for a long time, but it's actually really happening in a lot of big corporate campuses and some of the smart cities. 
Small districts, yep. Great point. And so, you know, you talk about these back-end systems and then you've got the front end, okay, the occupant experience, okay, which is makes me feel like I'm in a different place. Everything I need to do is seamless. It's 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 efficient. It's fun. It's energetic. It's informative, and you know everything from a, an LED wall lobby, you know, to conference rooms that 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 take on a whole new meaning when you're bringing people in from the outside world. So there's all the the back end and the front end stuff, and and the list is long. And basically, these folks have to choose. You know, very few I've seen in the world have done the hundreds of ideas that you can do. Yeah. But just to be clear, in the perfect world, you're gonna blend back-end systems with front-end systems. Oh, and by the way, how about the corporate enterprise system that manages all the financials and other information, the enterprise systems, okay? Right. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, let me, Jim, what do you mean by that? I said, let me give you an example. Can you imagine if you had an automated lease system on your on your system? where when the tenant was finalizing the lease, before they clicked, I agree, there was a new field that said, what name would you like on the directory in the lobby? And that's where they put their directory name. Soon as they hit the word submit, it goes to a, through a lease, a digital lease approval process. And then as soon as that last person clicks the button, that tenant name shows up on the directory, okay? Think about the old days when you signed the lease and then the, three months later, the maintenance guy would come with the little plastic letters and put them, you know, put them on the the blue or the black velvet little thing and then close the glass and put the lock on it, right? We've all seen those tenant directories, but a true smart building, and, and this is when you talk about criteria, the list is just going to keep getting longer and longer, right? right? It is. Yeah, we keep adding to it. Yep. Yep. And and so when you go through the selection process, what we usually start, what, in the February timeframe when you start getting- Late January, early February. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we'll start with the first list of 50 or so, and then- you know, over months of calls and you sifting through data and talking to people, the list gets, gets, you know, smaller and smaller. But at the end, you know, we can't show all the buildings. And so how many do we yeah. have this year? Uh, uh, this year we have 28, which is yeah. a nice, nice round number. We've had up to 50 in the past, you know, that was pre-COVID. Right. Uh, we've been affected by people traveling because that's the other part of this is that we want someone high level to be able to speak about them and travel has been an issue. There's people that wanted to submit things and I wanted to take them, but they didn't have permission to travel yet. So I hope next year will be even better for that. Why don't, can you give us an idea on some of that? I know we got, a, I think, a, a, an illustration here of some of the past projects that, I mean, these are some pretty high profile buildings yeah. that, that we've been, that we've had in the past. Can you kind of give us a rough overview of these four? Um, well, Shanghai Tower was at the time, I believe, one of the most sustainable towers in the world. This was, I, I want to say it was 2016, but honestly, I'm not sure. Um, but they had a really unique construction design, too, which was, um, I mean, you can see that outer shell is just amazing. It's clear glass. It was, it was really unique at the time. Uh, that was Gensler that presented that for us and just such a great company who is still continuing to do really, really great things, as, as everyone in this audience knows already. Uh, Microsoft Redmond, um, I could go on for a whole day on Microsoft because we also did not only the Redmond campus, but we also did their global campuses, which covered, you know, other countries, of course. And when you talk about the intuitive process and the seamless process that goes behind the scenes, I mean, people think that the customer experience is, if you're the customer, you think it's an app. <laughs> that's that's the last stage. It's all the planning and the technology that gets you to that app that is just incredibly complicated and, and always evolving, to tell you the truth. Um, it has to be really flexible. And I think that's, in my opinion, that's the hardest part. But you can ask our friends at Microsoft what they think. Um, BIA, 
at the time was, I think that was touted as the first AI-driven building in the world at the time in uh, United Arab Emirates. And as you can see, it looks like a spaceship. I always just really think it's just gorgeous, uh, gorgeous mm -hmm. building, but they had a lot of new technologies in it at the time also. And Google, of course, you know, they're, they're constantly <laughs> just pushing the envelope, just like Microsoft. Um, they were one of the first ones, I believe, to talk about modular flexible spaces. And this was this sounds kind of normal now, but it was not at the time, several years ago. There's a lot more for all of these we could we could talk about. <laughs> Did we no, yeah, we must have oh, we, we, lost we must have lost Jim. So let's talk a little bit, um, Tina. I always think it's really it, it's really interesting how the um, how the showcase is is sort of formatted. Oh, there he is. No, oh, go ahead. I, I got a question. Yeah. Just go on with that one. No, I, I was just, you know, the way that the showcase is, is formatted and, and the way that we that we try to, uh, you know, try to arrange it and coordinate it so that it's so that the attendees get the most out of it. I just sort of wanted to move into because, Tina, you're very involved in that and, and instrumental and in, in how that's actually laid out. So yeah. I thought you could, you could talk a little bit about that, too. It's a good question because I do get that question from people every year um, because it is kind of different. It's not a panel where you're sitting on a stage. There's no formal right. presentation. There's not a slide deck. It's literally uh, the case studies are set up in a room and attendees walk around to the ones that they're interested in and mm -hmm. talk to the, the people, that, again, about the story and the vision and, of course, the technology. They get into the details you know, our presenters are allowed to speak about whatever they want to talk about. It's their project and they, they get to brag. But um, we definitely don't want it to be, um, you know, audience sitting back and watching, a, a, you know, a stage. We definitely want I to like because it, Yeah, I, I like it because it's it's like a science fair. Right. It's like walking, exactly. walking among all the tables. And I think that's, that's also one thing that really makes the showcase stand out is that the attendee really gets to have one-on-one -on -one interaction, one-on-one -on -one conversation with that person who has extensive um, you know, knowledge about what that project's all about. And it's not just talking about the technology, uh, talking you know, to an integrator or talking to the consultant who was on the project. This is really talking to the end user. This is talking right. to the real estate project manager yeah. or that person that was so involved in from the very beginning bringing the team together and, and can answer questions that that, pro that probably that real estate attendee really has on their mind that they would probably never stand up in a classroom or you know in one of our session rooms and ask those sorts of questions. So they get that really, they get down into the nitty gritty and into the weeds if they want to they want and to. really get get the information that that is probably the most valuable to them. And, and, and it's, the be, I mean, as a kid, don't you remember going on field trips? You always paid attention on field trips because right there. <laughs> Right. And, and remember, the, this showcase evolved from our field trips, the tours. But your point about it being informal and people just walking around chatting, I mean, I remember, like it was yesterday, walking around the showcase, I forgot what city, there's probably about 30 or so, and we were around a stairway or a railing, we were in a hotel lobby. And I'm just sitting there and this guy comes up and he goes, this is really great. And he says, I'm just talking all these different corporate campuses, well, what's your name? And, he said, my name's Jerry. And I, and I said, what do you do? Jerry says, well, I'm kind of in head of smart buildings and energy for Stanford. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Wow. And, and I said, well, you know, usually universities don't, not too many universities come, but yeah, I guess you should, because we talk about corporate campuses and, you know, smart campuses and districts. And he's been coming ever since, you yeah. know, and, 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 but 
the point is that when they're when you're walking around, there's no pressure. It's it's very very casual. Yeah. I'd also like to, I'd also like to point out that you know at every other thing you go to, whether it's it's our event or others, people are putting their best foot forward. Of course, they're there to you know we're all there to to do our business and to, and to make our companies look good. That's a given. But one of the things that's unique about this is we actually put the challenges right on. The information. I, you read my mind, Tina. And we just, hope that you, I mean, please, right. first of all, let's honor the people who are willing to talk about their challenges. People don't want to look bad in any way, right? We want to make everything positive. But those challenges are how you learn. You know, how did you seek your partnerships? How did you do all those things? It's just, it's, we could have a whole day on just the challenges. So, right? I was honestly getting ready to, to make that point because, you know, in the built environment, people don't like to get up on stage and admit yeah. they've done something wrong. Okay? Of course. And, and I think, you know, a little kudos to our community over 25 years. We've said, you know, you've got to make, get the mentality of the tech sector, fail fast and, and fail often, right? Because it, it is those failures or are those failures that ultimately gets you over the finish line. And I am amazed at how our industry, biggest names out there, Google, Microsoft, all the REITs, the mall owners, they get on stage and specifically in the showcase and they admit where they had trouble. And I think that's if you if you say where you went from there, that's how you got to be in the showcase because now you're here, right? Exactly. You got exactly. there. All right, let's take a brief break here from one of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of the projects, two, three projects that we're going to see this year. Uh, actually, next week. We'll be right back. All right. So before we get on to the showcase, I remember the question I was going to ask. Um, when you were showing the uh, some of the projects from before, Viha and the Microsoft campus both have Manuel Daniels DNA in them, right? Mm -hmm. I believe before Manuel went to Microsoft, he was working in the Middle East and he he was very much involved in that project. And by the way, he'll be here again this year. I, I believe one of the trailblazers. Um, I agree. Yep. And, and, and it's not just his vision or the technologies, obviously Microsoft's got a whole host of technologies, but it's just his approach. It's, it's, it's not, I mean, technology moves fast and everything's moving fast. But it's a very thoughtful, a very pragmatic, a very intuitive process that, that he or everybody he works with is using where they try something, they get feedback from the users, and then when it's right, they finally deploy it. And, and I, I got to give him a lot of credit for that methodology because um, it seems to be working for him. So, um, all right, so let's get on to this year's event. You said we're going to have about 28, I think you said? We have 28 this year, yeah. Yeah. It's a great number. I mean, and I think it only lasts a little bit over an hour, right? So, which, you know, I always say every year, I'm going to go to every booth, and what happens is I go to the booth, <laughs> I get engrossed in the conversation, and I look at my watch, I go, oh my gosh, I missed it, right? I um, think it needs to be longer. Yeah, yeah I think it could be a whole day. <laughs> <laughs> we, the conference already went from two, three, to four days. I don't think we're going to make it a week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, we're, we're trying to cram a lot in. Um, Ian, why don't you bring up those those images? And Tina, let's just kind of walk us through, and, and Lisa and I are going to toss a couple of questions out at you. Okay, so um, this first one is with this beautiful art piece in the picture is Lake Nona. Um, we've always had uh, digital districts and smart cities in the showcase, but I've got to tell you, they are booming all over the world. I have like at least six more. There's several more in this year's showcase, but I have six more that I would like to get next year's showcase if, I, if possible, if we can get our international uh, involvement after travel. But anyway, Lake Nona is uh, in Orlando. We're lucky enough to be right next to it um, at our at our conference, and 
it is a smart district that has been planned to affect just about every aspect of your life if you live in this community from smart homes to a smart hotel to um, you know, incredible connectivity. But the coolest thing about it, I think, and there's many cool things, is that it's a living lab. They're using it to test technology every day and keep improving with multiple types of companies. I mean, they have these, what they're calling clusters of excellence that affect um, everything from education to aviation to, um, uh, you know, obviously business. So as a tech magnet, it's it's really cool, but uh, there's just so much technology at this site. Well, and, and there's a backstory to this. The backstory is, in my opinion, the Orlando story really started 50 years earlier, okay? Walt Disney left Anaheim because he wanted to control more land, bought up Orlando, built Disney World. And then as a young kid, I remember driving down that road past the Epcot sign, Experimental Prototype Community Tomorrow, and that was going to be the future. And Walt's original idea was a lab where, where commerce, where, where you know the, the, the commercial side, where the consumer, where government, you know, tech, all work together in an environment that was supposed to continuously change, just like the world does. So then, when Walt passed away, I think you know nobody could handle his vision, uh, and kind of Epcot went the wrong way. So lo and behold, and then after that, it was celebration. Disney tried to do the smart community. Mm -hmm. Then lo and behold, about seven, eight years ago, Lake Nona shows up, and we actually identified them about five years ago, where they were we were considering them for an award, but I think it was a little bit early. And then we find out about it again this year. You found them. We found, you know different parts of our you know, people in the company found them, and and now we're converging on them. We're doing a tour. You're doing the showcase. They're speaking in the general session. You're absolutely right. This place is special, and and it is a lab, and they are willing to share not only what's working but also what's not. Right. Same right. thing. Great, great, great pick. Yeah, that that Lake Nona is, and, and there I don't know. I think there may be a couple spots left in the tour, but. If you haven't registered for the tour, go up and check. Uh, I know it's pretty close to being sold out. All right, next one, Tina. Um, the next one is Intensity, which is in France. And this is a, um, a Schneider Electric's headquarters where they have taken, um, they've consolidated, I think, 13 different sites, you know, in that area to one and made this incredible, you know, campus where, you know, it's, it's uh, just incredibly smart. Everything's very intuitive. Um, it's supposed to be one of the most efficient buildings um, in the world. That's the goal. Um, I think it's, I'm, I don't know how the details exactly right, but I believe it's more energy efficient, 10 times more energy efficient than any uh, standard European building right now. Uh, all digital, all electric. It's just an incredible thing that they've done with this building. It's, it's, wow. it's now Lisa, you've worked with Schneider over the years and, and have been in prize of various projects and technologies. I mean, it feels like they're coming together in a big way to not just talk again about individual technologies, but to bring it all together in a cohesive package. Are they you really, they really are. They're, um, they're a sponsor at the conference this year and, and they really have pulled together an ecosystem of partners and integrators and um, different technologies and and have really wrapped their arms around a you know holistic approach to mm -hmm. smart buildings as opposed to just you know probably the schneider that you think about from 10 or 15 years ago right. and uh and they have they have really put some teams in place that um that that have a vision of what where they want to go and how they want to get there 
and uh, and and I think that it's um, that we're going to hear from them in, um, in in some different sessions. But but yeah, starting with their headquarters here and uh, and and doing some of the things that they've done um, in in their own backyard, they are then expanding into you know into the greater community. And and, and I think they've got they've got a lot of good ideas. Right, and and along the theme of integrated, interoperable, ITIP centric, which we've been pitching for twenty five years. I do believe they've really come along and around to embrace that. And I think you're seeing projects like this. Um, that's, these are big projects. I mean, and this one's also a great example of, um, you know, the whole trend towards net zero everything. This building right. is designed to be a 100% net zero carbon. Yep. They've made, that was their whole goal from the beginning and everything else. I think you'll have to ask them at the showcase, but I think that's what it led to everything. <laughs> but that's it. You, you can ask them at the showcase. <laughs> I don't want to give away too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, all, we're only showing three, so the idea is you want to see the other twenty-five. All right, last project. Uh, so this one is Oyster Point, um, and this one is. Let me look at my notes. Uh, this one's Kilroy. Um, obviously, it's gorgeous. This one's in San Francisco on the waterfront. I mean, just a beautiful community and neighborhood and campus. Um, what this ha I've seen from this one the most is the fact of the way they've done their integrations are, is really incredibly effective. Um, this is a great example of taking their, you know, your internal building systems and allowing uh, and, and making that really efficient and workable, but also um, making it, setting up your technology infrastructure so that you can incorporate third party or tenant or user systems and have it be secure. That's the big deal, right? Have it be secure and have it work effectively. Right. Um, and it's set up like to make that easy. It's flexible. This is a perfect example of integrated flexibility. They've yeah. done a really wonderful job. Well, and, and the guy behind that, Byron Lopez, I've known mm -hmm. Byron for years. He is an up and not even an up and comer. He's here. He's a young guy, and he gets it. And he's he's built a team. And Kilroy is just knocking it out of the park. Um, and and by the way, he's also a member of REC, the Real Estate Cyber Consortium, which you know we're not going to talk about too much. But cyber is a big conversation. Right. So if you're building these master, you know, maiden buildings, master plan communities, they're all technology centric. You have to take the cyber question very serious. Right. And mm -hmm. you need your enterprise architecture designed correctly. You need your communications layer designed correctly. And cyber's at the forefront. And Kilroy is on top of that. And, the and communications that. is definitely a huge one. This one is very robust communications. Um, just a, a gorgeous. I just like looking at it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, and, and this goes back to how we started the conversation. What is a smart building? How about one where I can get on the internet and my cell phone works, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Multiple carrier support here, really beautifully done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, it, uh, at some point, and I know there's various organizations, you know, that are ranking what is a smart building and what are the criteria, but, um, you know, we've, you know, done it holistically uh, and comprehensively for, you know, almost 15 years now. And so... Um, hats off to you, Tina. Again, uh, a beautiful showcase. It's going to have more than most can absorb in, a, in an hour plus. Uh, and um, it, your work, hard work is not unnoticed. We appreciate it and the industry appreciates it. So, Thank you. Thanks, Jim. All right. Um, Lisa, any final thoughts on the showcase? No, I think it's uh, I, I think it's one of the favorites among the attendees. Uh, they they are always excited about it, and um, and I think it's one of the one of the most interactive and um, and uh, you know exciting parts of the conference. Wow! All right. Well, thank you both. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you. So this Thank is you. usually the time that I bring on Howard Berger for the news, but Howard's on an airplane. And we also figured that um, there really is no news this week other than get to the conference next week. Uh, that's the big news. Real calm in Orlando starting Monday all the way through Thursday uh, is going to be an incredible event. And uh, let's uh, take a brief break from a commercial. I'm going to give you a couple little things you can expect. All right. Well, that wraps this week's episode of Realcom Live. Thanks to Lisa and Tina for their contribution, Ian and team for the production, our sponsors. So as I mentioned, Howard didn't do the news because he's on an airplane. We are all getting ready to jump on planes and head to Orlando, and it's going to be just a phenomenal week. Like I said, we start Monday with golf and, and cyber, or I'm sorry, golf and a, the tours of Lake Nona. Then we move into our pre-con day where we've got the cyber forum, CIO integrator and boot camp. Then we officially start on Wednesday, you know, the general session just is unstoppable. We've got 200 speakers, uh, six concurrent tracks going on, a sold out exhibit floor, the showcase, the Digi Awards. I mean, it is literally a non-stop, fully packed week or week almost. Uh, of real estate technology and innovation automation. And if you have any interest in this topic, uh, it's not too late. The registrations are still flying in. Um, we, uh, we will take you, we will have you, we will welcome you. And for all of the, those of you already registered, I'm looking forward to seeing you in person. And uh, we will see you next week in Orlando where Realcom Live will be going for two days straight. Be well, travel safe, and take care.